It's time now for the complete story, a public news and information feature of Bot Radio Network to keep you informed about the most important issues of our day. Now, here's the BRN father and son team, Dick and Rich Bot, with today's complete story. Yeah, well, here we are. Here we are. with a, After another chaotic week, uh, America is really being torn asunder, isn't it, Rich? Well, it is. You know, and, and sometimes on these broadcasts, I don't know where we're going with it. And I'm yeah. always excited to see the information that you have to bring. I tell you what, we're going to always go on this broadcast. The complete story is straight down the, the Bible. The Bible is the book. The Constitution of the United States is for a civil government to adhere to. Well, if you and st- those two documents... But certainly a Christian, you know, you pay attention to God's Word, and you'll always be on the right side of an issue. If you stick to the Bible, you can't go wrong. Yeah. Now, uh, someone very near and dear to to my wife and me called, and uh, she was pretty brokenhearted, and she had a heavy load, uh, and she felt, you know, where do I turn where do I turn? And it reminded me of a song that I used to sing as a teenager. Um, this is years ago. I don't know when is the last time I've heard it, but all of a sudden, Shirley asked me, what are the words to that song, Dick? And I started quoting him verbatim from memory. He's the healer of broken hearts. He'll mend your shattered dreams. He'll pick up the pieces of your broken life and mend them together again. Um, I want our listeners to enjoy hearing it with me. Listen, listen to this. He's the you remember that song, Rich? Did you ever hear it? Well, I do. Uh, our producer told me that was by the Heritage Singers, and I remember playing that song way back when on <laughs> Teen Tempo. 
Isn't that something? You know, truth is truth, isn't it? Yes. The words to that song still resonate because they're true. Now, uh, now let's kind of get into the program that, um, that I had uh, selected here for us. Everybody, I hope, has been watching the various two conventions, the Democrat National Convention, and then, and then where they chose their presidential candidate and vice presidential candidate, and then, and then the Republican um, convention, and how different one is from the other. Now, uh, this ties in too with today's program, but Bobby Kennedy, I read many many years ago, after he was killed, assassinated. But he carried this in his billfold. Um, Folks, listen to this. If we live in a world where birth is suspect, where the value of life is relative and death is welcomed and well-regarded, we live in a world vastly more shameful, abundantly sadder, and ever more perilous than all of the primitive generations of our species before us who were sufficiently civilized to fill with wonder at the birth of new life, dance with the living, and weep for the dead. And he carried this, he carried this in his billfold, and it meant a lot to him. And you know, when I read that, I thought, well, that means a lot to me. That means a lot to me. In America, remember, the first one is life. And then freedom. And then the ability to pursue happiness. And that involves knowledge and education and, and, and being raised in a good school, a good environment, to give, you, to give you the feeling of upward mobility. So all of these things. And they seem to be coming to fruition now, this time more than ever before. When I heard that... Um, that um, that that Planned Parenthood hated Donald Trump. I thought, well, sometimes you know somebody by their enemies as well as well as you do their friends, because I know that the the abortion crowd they hate Donald Trump, and they hate the vice president, and they hate the other people in the administration, and um, and so that's very very important to me. Uh, I heard Reverend. Representative, both John DeBerry Jr. being uh, interviewed on our Memphis radio station. Now, the interview occurred uh, July 29th, but I didn't get a copy of it until just recently. But I met a representative. John DeBerry has been a representative in the state legislature of Tennessee for many years, 20, 20 or more years. And when I first met him... Uh, I knew he, he said, this is years ago, he said he was a Democrat, but I said, well, we'll lay that aside, but tell me what you believe. Tell me what you believe. Tell me what's important to you. And the more we talked, the more we had really good fellowship. And uh, so when I heard uh, that the, the Democrat committee there in Memphis area had said, we don't want him to be our representative anymore because he's pro-life, and he's pro a school choice for children to have a good education. And my word, he's pro marriage between a man and a woman. So we don't want him anymore. 
So uh, they they took him off the ballot. They didn't want him to run anymore. But the people of his district, they've loved him because he's just faithfully, faithfully and honestly represented their interests. So uh, this interview uh, by Matthew Nolan there in Memphis, uh, he does interviews on our station there from time to time. And when he had Pastor John DeBerry, or should I say Representative John DeBerry, because he's both uh, on, and I listened carefully, I thought our whole audience, our whole network audience would like to hear, because now he's running as an independent. The state legislature said if the Democrat Party wants to kick him off, why then why then we will all vote on both sides of the aisle to let him run as independent. So that's what he's doing. So anyway, let's get into this. Uh, when Matthew Nolan asked John DeBerry, why were you asked to leave the Democrat Party? Let's hear what he says. There is a, a board, a tribunal. They are called the executive committee, I believe, or the uh, committee that is over the ballot or who goes on the ballot. And they made a decision that because of uh, beliefs that I have and stands that I have made, uh, according to them over, over the years, disqualify me to use the term Democrat. And because of this, they made a decision and voted overwhelmingly to vote that even after I had qualified as a Democrat by the members of my community and my district signing my petition, as they have done for 13 times as a Democrat, and though I was elected by my colleagues as an officer in a Democratic delegation there at the House, uh, that I was no longer uh, qualified to be a Democrat. Basically, if I did not believe in certain things and say certain things and vote in certain ways, then it would not be tolerated. And they, even after I had qualified, they uh, put me off the ballot. Mm. And basically, had it not been for action of the legislature and our governor, I would have be still off the ballot and would have had to mount a write-in campaign, which is virtually almost impossible in our current system. Mm -hmm. But um, that is the reason why I'm back on the ballot as an independent. Now, now listen, as we're going through this, folks, you don't have to live in Memphis in order to support this good man because he has to have some money to get out his flyers and and uh, his TV spots or whatever people have to do to uh, in order to tell their story. And so you could give to him. Rich, uh, can you or Mr. Producer either get get the address of how people could donate to uh, to John DeBerry's campaign there? If they, if they are of, of like mind, if they care, uh, as as the people of his district have for 20-some years. Now, uh, he was also asked if he changed over the years or has his party changed. This is his answer. I, to, to answer that question, I guess I have to give you a little quick walk through my history as a child and the DeBerry family. My father was the president of the NAACP in Crockett County, where we moved from Memphis to that small town, which is a wonderful small town up in West Tennessee. We integrated the schools in 1968. I was meeting with some of, of the folks I went to school with just this past evening. One gentleman even brought me a almost brand new copy of the annual of the uh, 
our uh, graduation book there mm-hmm. and uh, for me to look at. Basically, I have a background where I was taught that we are more similar than we are different. That is the way I was brought up. I know, of course, I, uh, you know, I'm one of those individuals who rode on the back of the bus, went to a segregated school, drank water out of a colored water fountain. I mean, you know, I if, if you want to find reasons to have resentment and hatred, then it's those of, of my generation. But my generation was taught and raised uh, to not just persevere, but to overcome and to build bridges and not walls. That's what we were taught. My father marched when Dr. King was in town. We marched with Dr. King. I was there when he made his last speech. So I say all of that to simply say, as a Democrat, as a civil rights uh, worker, as a civil rights advocate as my father and mother were. My mother campaigned against abortion when they were trying to pass abortion in the late 60s. My mother was one of those people who went around to churches and spoke against it. So when did these issues become democratic issues? Because they weren't when I was young. They weren't when my father and mother was alive. So I didn't change. The party changed. And those issues that we stood for uh, back then, as my father was a gospel preacher, taught me to be a gospel preacher since I was 15 years old, we've spoken against these issues consistently ever since I was a child. So I haven't changed anything. I have never supported abortion. I have always supported the biblical standard of ethics and morality. I have always said that God, not man, not the government, created marriage. I have always taught these things, have always stood here. So if I didn't change, somebody changed, and it must have been the party. (laughs) Oh, Rich, isn't that beautiful? Folks, isn't that beautiful? This man is not politics. This is principle. No wonder the people of his district have loved him and depended on him for over 20 years to represent them uh, in their best interests in all of the things that are important. What say you, sir? Yes, for 26 years he was he served the people there in the Memphis area. And uh, it sure seems like the party moved away from him and kicked him out because he was still pro-life, pro-family, pro-morality. Yeah. Well, anyway, folks, now listen, um, we're uh, we're using excerpts from an interview on our Memphis radio station, KWCRV there in Memphis, Tennessee, uh, where the good man Matthew Nowlin interviewed Representative John DeBerry about why the committee, the, the committee uh, decided that they didn't want John DeBerry on the ballot as a Democrat anymore. Well, so be it. Now he's on the ballot as an independent. Uh, so be it. I think that kind of gives a person freedom anyway. John DeBerry speaks where my heart is soft and it's real. And frankly, folks, it's a deal breaker for me. I don't care what party the governor has or the mayor or a politician. If he can't respect the life of innocent, unborn children, well, I won't vote for him. I don't care what else he has to say. Now, this is what John DeBerry said on that. Since 1973, 
we have taken the lives of over 70 million, if my understanding, and that might be conservative, uh, over 70 million souls have been destroyed, thrown away like garbage, uh, because uh, it, it didn't happen from popular vote. It didn't happen from, from the states. It didn't happen from the people. It happened from a tribunal, from a, from a board, from the, the Supreme Court mm-hmm. that makes a decision mm-hmm. about who lives and who dies. And why does that happen? It happens when in a, in a democracy the people lose control. When the people are not able to uh, uh, control the politics, the vision, and the direction of the country, all of us lose. And that's what we see happening right now. Yeah. And let me tell you, folks, um, Rich, what were the other two decisions that the Supreme Court got absolutely wrong because they were contrary to the Constitution? Uh, one was Plessy versus Ferguson. That was contrary to the to the Constitution of the United States, and it had to be reversed. What say you about that? Right, and and certainly Roe versus Wade. Well, Roe Roe versus Wade is coming up. Right, and the abortion crowd they know they know uh, that the Supreme Court uh, may be influenced, you know, by this next election um, to have men go by the book. Go by the Constitution, and there are some laws that had to be reversed. And well, you may be thinking of the Dred Scott decision. Well, tell us about that. Right. Well, that was right before that was 1857, just before uh, the Civil War began, and and it the kind Supreme of led up to the Civil and the, War. And the Supreme Court had gotten that completely wrong. That's right. And uh, and Roe v. Wade was absolutely wrong according to the Constitution by which they are supposed to go. Now, now here, here uh, John DeBerry is speaking about uh, where bad laws come from. Let's see what he says. Well, I think when you ignore the voice and the will of the people, mm-hmm. this, is what, this is what happens. And we see it happening all over the nation, where mm-hmm. the voice and will of the people is being ignored. Many folks don't realize that the state of California, we often call it La La Land, mm-hmm. and, but th- on three separate occasions, they voted against gay marriage. They voted against mm-hmm. it on three separate occasions, but still, it is passed. Why? Because when you have an insulated group, as you say, mm-hmm. that does not have to face the people, and I'm not advocating uh, um, some massive change and adding to the Supreme Court and all of this, what I'm saying is what the people have to do is elect officials who will hold everybody in all three branches mm-hmm. of government, hold mm-hmm. everybody accountable to the will of the people. When, when they're not held accountable to the will of the people, then they can acquiesce to the will of the few. And that's where these bad laws have come from. Yeah. See, that's where America's always gotten in trouble. We have the Constitution, which, by the way, can be amended by the will of the people. It is the people. In the meantime, the judges, the court system, everybody's supposed to go according to the way the Constitution is written. And this is what he's saying. Folks, wouldn't you like to be able to vote for a man like like Pastor John DeBerry, who's been a state representative in Tennessee, representing his people of the, the district there in Memphis area 
for over 20 years faithfully. And then the party said, oh, why, my goodness sakes, he doesn't go our way. So now we don't want him anymore, so he's running as an independent. Now, people listening to this broadcast, if you want to send him a check, if you want to help him out, if you say, ah, good for you, sir, uh, I want to I want to see you succeed, why, you can do so. Did Mr. Producer give you the, the address or how people could go online or find that, Rich? Well, it's uh, John DeBerry, D-E-B-E-R-R-Y, and he's running for the Tennessee House of Representatives in District 90. District 90, they're in Tennessee. And so you can Google that, and you'll find the information where you can send a donation. Yeah, we got to hurry along. And, uh, I mean, he was asked, what are you excited about? This is what he said. I'm excited about the fact that there are a lot of folks who were offended by what uh, the executive board of the Democratic Party did. They basically say, this does not represent them. They've elected me 13 times and have known what my beliefs, my faith, uh, and, and what I stand for. They've known this over and over. My opponents for the last three elections have have stood out in the street and made it very plain. They have mm-hmm. done mail-outs. They've done demonstrations in the street. They have connected me with the president, sending out uh, mailers saying, D. Barry and Donald, too conservative, too <laughs> dangerous. So f- nobody is unaware of what I believe, what I stand, my faith, that I'm a minister, that uh, uh, I don't believe in, in much of this progressive agenda. So nobody's unaware of it. I'm excited about the fact that folks uh, called and urged me to find a way to get back on the ballot mm-hmm. and that there are people who are finally opening their eyes and realizing uh, that there is, if you please, a, a movement to gradually chip away at their rights as citizens, mm-hmm. chip away at, at their rights as voters. Mm-hmm. And what will happen is eventually we lose our republic. We lose our democracy. Mm-hmm. So we've got to, we've got to uh, become uh, vocal, mm-hmm. vocal. About these things. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Vocal. Uh, could I also say energized? Could I also say proactive? Could I also say let's come together, folks, of common belief? Um, you see, Representative there in Tennessee, John DeBerry, is also the pastor of a good church in the Memphis area for many, many years. And, um, and what a pleasure it is to know him. Um, and I know there are many other um, African-American pastors and black pastors who also, I mean, but they don't get this, they don't get the platform. They don't get a chance to be heard. The media certainly doesn't, doesn't give them a clear voice. And so that's what we want to do here. And the people want to really help him and get behind him. And so anyway, I, um, the last question that was asked of him by Matthew Nolan was should change, let's see, what issues, what issues, what issues would you like if you were reelected? Well, one of the things that I've worked on the entire time I have been there on uh, in, in the legislature, I have worked to take care of our children. 
uh, in our families. Uh, we have rewritten the laws on custody, on abuse. Uh, we have, uh, I chaired the Children and Family Committee for 12 years. And during those 12 years, we basically rewrote many of the laws that take care and protect our children, our families, our women, uh, our fathers, our mothers. And, uh, and, and that's important. What do you elect people for? Mm -hmm. uh, we're not there just to style, smile, and profile. We are there to help make their lives better. Not only this, education. The, the schoolhouse to jailhouse pipeline in Memphis is wide open. Well, we're sending more children to jail than we are to college. We graduate children after 12 years and $125,000 to $50,000 investment who can't read on a third grade level. Mm -hmm. That is unacceptable because then that child, regardless uh, of his efforts, has been failed by all of us. Mm -hmm. And then we have them not in the school system, but now they're in the criminal justice system. Either way it goes, we're spending money on them for the remainder of their lives. And I think we need to put more attention uh, to making sure that parents and children have all the resources they need mm -hmm. uh, to see that these kids are educated properly. Yeah. Is he, he's not saying we've got to give the union uh, of course, the union—they're supporting—they're supporting the the liberal Democrats. No, he's saying we need to pay attention to the children, and we need to—if they are sent to the first grade, the second grade, the third grade—the people who are to teach them are to be accountable. Otherwise, the parents have the right to take those funds and go to another school that will do a good job, because nobody wants to see children grow up to fail, and in life, uh, or any other time. Uh, Rich, what would you say? Well, he's a man of principle rather than party. And uh, yeah. when the party moves away from the principles, then then he's left by yeah. himself. So he's going to be an independent now. And so a yeah. lot of wonderful people have a chance to vote for uh, Reverend John well, DeBerry there in well, the Memphis only area. In, only in his district, but but they can support in district him wherever 90. they live. Uh, they're district 9-0, but they can support him wherever they live. What's that address again, quickly? Yeah, uh, John DeBerry, D-E-B-E-R-R-Y, District 90 in the Memphis area. Is, is, is that uh, is that uh, how they get a hold of him uh, on his website? Or That'll something? be the best way. Okay, all right. Well, thank you. We don't have time for some of the things I planned. Give the phone number quickly. One eight hundred three four five two six two one. One eight hundred three four five two six two one. And we're going to have a Representative John DeBerry on the complete story, and we'll plow this ground again very deeply. And um, so this is Dick Bott with my son, Rich, with this chapter of The Complete Story as a public service. And I'll see you later. Mm -hmm.